0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and welcome. You have made it to the boss level. You're at your championship. We got to win it for you. It's the new year as well. So happy new year weekend to you. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS fantasy. 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 Fantasy.
1: fantasy! fantasy!
0: It's time for TSS for- T- fantasy!
2: Says fantasy. You know the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work.
0: There it is. There it is indeed. Speaking of taking showers, what did the Fox say? Chris Fox, welcome into the studio, my friend. What's
3: going on? Showers are my thing. I love showers. It's good. <laughs> Baby showers, hot showers. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> it's,
0: it's all good. A shower is all good. Cold, hot, whatever. Let's get it on. It is New Year's Eve weekend, my friend. I'm happier oh. here to break down this huge weekend. I know a lot of, uh, if you're watching right now, you're into your championship week. Um, You know, we had some stuff go on last night. We got lots of stuff to break down. I got my fantasy friends in, and of course, I got Brian in as well. So let's get this puppy going. Um, We'll pay the bills first, of course. Go to you. If you're on the YouTube, hit that subscribe button for us. Hit a like. Hit a comment. Um, We appreciate that little thing stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do, so we do appreciate when you do that. Underdog Fantasy as well. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100, of course. Lots of great parlays to play and fun games over the weekend, so make sure you check that out. Same with Jazz Sportsbook. The same types of promos are there as well, so make sure you check those boys out. And then if you're looking for some championship bling, we're here. Look no further than Pro-Am Belts got some bling, bling coming. Um, Speaking of that real quick, and That's it was funny. Yeah, oh, they got some great stuff. Speaking okay. of the stuff, speaking of their great stuff, we are out of that mix, believe it or not, into that belt that we thought we were getting. Both of us were knocked out <laughs> last week. So Dan Maynard's moving on and Tip Major are moving on. In our summer tour, that was our best ball. I I forget it was maybe a uh, wasn't you know. super flex, but you know whatever. Tomato, tomato, good job, Dan Major. Good job, Tip Major. They will be playing for the Pro Am belts title. That's really exciting. So, congrats, boys. It's a new year. I know a lot of you are looking for some titles to win. So, well, let's go over some injuries. I got our paid expert in the house. Let's bring in Bry from the injury list. Gentlemen, what is up, Brian? On, Welcome Brian? into the studio, my friend.
2: Thanks for having me. Doc Exciting Doc. as we come down to the very end here. Exciting.
0: This is it. Start all the way. We had our little summer tours, start things off. We all, uh, hung out in Canton together. It was a great time, and now here we are. It's the end of the new year, and a lot of us want to bring home those championships. So tell us about the guys we can't put in and the guys we can't.
2: Oh, well, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys you can't put in, and a couple caught me by surprise, starting with Trevor Lawrence. I, I yeah. thought for sure we'd see him, but then I guess if you're going to miss your first game, it might as well be against the Panthers. He's been officially <laughs> listed as out with a shoulder issue. That he injured uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, yeah, so he's missed his first NFL game. So, but uh, coming back in will be CJ Stroud. He cleared concussion protocol, was a full participant in practice today. I think we will see Levis. Uh He was a full participant yesterday, and sounds like he's on track to play. Uh, Taylor Hineke was dealing with an ankle issue when it was limited in practice earlier in the week, but then Jacoby Brissett tweaked his hammy. Uh, In practice and now is being listed as questionable and was limited today in practice. So interesting what's going to happen there after he was named a starter Uh, running back position. I don't think you're going to want to play Josh Jacobs. He's got a doubtful Ted, which means there was only a 25% chance that we actually see him play. He's dealing with some type of quad issue. Isaiah Pacheco is Dealing with a concussion and a shoulder issue, he did return to limited practice on Friday. He'll carry a questionable tag in. Whether or not he actually was cleared or will be cleared is the question remaining. Uh, Tuber Hubbard, dealing with limited uh, practices with a hamstring issue. If you didn't get a full practice in today, I'm hard-pressed to see him suit up. Uh, Devin Ashain, you might know this one, uh, Jason. He missed practice on Wednesday. Not sure what he's done the rest of this week, but he's been banged up all season started out real promising he looked real good he played through some minor injuries but lately it's been the complete opposite he's been dealing with some questionable injuries and questionable participation
0: he's going to suck it up and play
2: that's my answer <laughs> gosh darn it you might be right <laughs> act, um, act like a millionaire one guy who is sucking it up and uh, is Brian Robinson. He has officially been taken off the injured report, uh, injury report after he got in a full practice today, and that's with a hamstring issue. And if you always listen to the show, I always say unless you see a guy get a full practice in with a hamstring issue, be very weary of them. Robinson's a classic example here. Was able to get through a full practice and has been taken off the injury report. Uh, even Chris if, Rodriguez.
3: Even if you do. Yeah, oh, yeah, the practicing with the hamstring, right? Like, I yeah. mean, those things are such a nagging injury, it seems yeah. like. And obviously, you would know better in your professional opinion. No. Like, that's something you just kind of, like, want to shy away from. If a guy's got a hammy Correct. injury, just wait yeah till they show you something.
2: Yeah, nine times out of ten, even if they get through, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but, you know, even getting through a full practice session doesn't guarantee that they won't aggravate it or tweak it game time because you really cannot... Replicate game situations even in a full practice—it's just damn near impossible to do. So, it's a good sign that they're feeling well and that they're able to push it up in uh, their um uh, yeah, their level of uh, play and um you know and stuff. But um doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get through unscathed. So keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, Chris Rodriguez was placed on IR with an ankle issue. Zach Moss is officially listed as out with whatever this mystery forearm injury is. But as you were talking earlier, Jason, Alexander Madison uh, was cleared for full go in the Sunday night game. So he'll be back after dealing with his ankle issue in the wide receiver spot. We got a lot of stuff going on, uh, probably more so than any other position right now, aside from the quarterback, only because all the quarterbacks are out already. So uh, receiving position, you got Jamar Chase dealing with this AC joint sprain that caught me by surprise last week. He missed, got a limited practice in on Thursday and today. Um Sounds like he's going to be listed as questionable. He's been talking some smack and throwing some shade at the Chiefs. Uh, Makes you wonder if he's actually going to suit up and back it up on the field. Uh, We'll have to see. I'm not really sure how this is going to play out, because I thought for sure he would actually play last week, and then he didn't. So maybe we see him this weekend. Maybe that's why he's uh, kind of trying to get the engine revved up there by talking some smack. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, (laughs) this is another one. Last week, I thought for sure he'd be playing, because he cleared concussion protocol. Or I'm sorry. And he wasn't going to be playing because he had cleared and he got cleared or he got I, I don't know how it played out but it was all screwy and he ended up playing i think when he wasn't supposed to or whatever the hell happened well this week it kind of was playing out the same way he was actually cleared again today he's been practicing in full so we'll see we'll see what happens hopefully he won't have these symptoms pop back up again like they did last minute and he'll make it through uh Jalen waddle has officially been listed as out Uh, with his ankle issue I think he's dealing with. Um, Tyreek Hill should be good to go. Jordan Addison is questionable, got a limited practice in Thursday and Friday. Christian Watson dealing with his hamstring. Here's another class example of that. He didn't practice all week, and he's listed as doubtful, which they might as well just say he's out. I I doubt he'll be playing. Even if he does, he won't be effective at all. Jaden Reed did practice this week. He should be back dealing with a toe issue. Dontavian Wicks, again, another guy who didn't practice all week. Dealing with an ankle issue, but for some reason, uh is carrying a questionable tag, which is kind of surprising. One ESPN report said that he got a very limited practice in, which I don't really know what that means. Um, you're either in or you're out, basically. Um limited means that you were probably working with the training staff on the side, and I haven't seen any reports to confirm that. So I'm guessing he's not gonna be available. Uh Cortland Sutton dealing with a concussion is officially out. He has not cleared protocol. Zay Flowers has a calf issue. He was questionable. Did get a practice in limited fashion today. Sounds like he's going to try to go. Uh, Zay Jones, knee and a hamstring issue. He's also uh, listed as questionable and got a limited session or two this week. He might be a game-time decision. Josh Palmer officially out with a concussion. And then the tight end position, you know, we saw TJ Hawkinson go down. That's unfortunate. It's going to severely affect his availability for next year. Chance that he might miss the entire season. If he makes it back at all, it may be just for a very few games toward the end of the year. Depending on what they need to do, he has an ACL, MCL, and likely some type of meniscal injury. The question is what they have to do to surgically reconstruct and repair everything. So we'll have to see how that plays out in the offseason. Uh, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, both listed as questionable. Both got in limited, limited practices this week, both dealing with knee issues. And Luke Musgrave has been Cited at practice, but he's still probably going to be out. He's listed as doubtful, dealing with some type of kidney issue. He hasn't played since November. Not sure if it's a medical thing or if it's like a physical thing, like a contusion or something, but uh, I don't think he's going to be suiting up yet.
0: Wow. That was a long, excuse me, that was a long list, man. Geez, oh, please. Big, busy weekend, Brian, man. We really appreciate that. Um, There are some guys that have been teetering, um, and not only just them, but of course, their backups affected. C.J. Stroud, for example, huge update on him because Tank Dell. I'm, I'm not Tank Dell. Sorry, but um, uh, their Texans receivers. I mean, and Dalton Schultz, they take up a notch a little bit. Um. So anyway, long story short, your uh, information's been invaluable all season long. We always appreciate you, Bry. Um. During the off seasons coming up here shortly, so um, we know you cover more than just football and do other things. So everyone know where they can subscribe and get all your great content.
2: Yeah, so as always, you can follow me on X slash Twitter at Injured like we have down below here. I got the website, theinjuredlist.com, where we'll be doing some podcasting uh, at the Injured List Podcast. We are, Chris Fox will probably be joining us for an episode in the near future, right, Chris? We've been talking about maybe doing a little yeah. Super Bowl special. Super we'll have Bowl to wait and uh, we'll see. Song, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll keep that on the down low until we uh, finalize all the details. And then I'll be doing a little episode with Andrew, Leduc. Duke will be kind of rehashing our inside the medical temp blog that we did this season, kind of going over some hits and misses there and some offseason injuries that we can pay attention to and kind of track to see what are going to happen to some of those players as we near uh, preseason next year. And whether or not you need to be weary of those guys, or what to you know do in that situation, if you got your dynasty leagues, and then um, you know uh, bringing guests on the podcast like we do all the time, we got a bunch of episodes kind of on the back burner. We've been waiting to publish. Hopefully, get those out in the new year. Here, got some other guests that we're lining up heading into twenty twenty four. So, looking for bigger things, better things as we move into the new year. And um, yeah, that's just you know that's pretty much it.
0: Well, happy I, I new mean, year. That's not enough for you and yours. Go ahead, Chris, my bad.
3: <laughs> no, I was just going to say, that's not enough for anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, yeah. Kind of that's a, a mouthful, sleep. right? Yeah. Brian, listen, man, we appreciate you. Happy new year to uh, you and yours. We'll also be doing some uh, playoff-style ty- shows, so, of course, we'll be reaching out and sure. seeing we can get you on, obviously, get some invaluable info while we do our picks and that fun stuff. So, once again, lots of appreciation and happy new year to you and yours, my friend.
2: Same to you, fellas. Thank you very much. Hey, thank we, you.
0: Appre- we appreciate you. Get your dancing shoes on, boy, because it's time to bring it on down. 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 down.
4: down. down.
0: Bre- Freddie's still out of breath from doing that. Um, all right. <laughs> from laughing at him. <laughs> right, yeah, <exactly. laughs> uh, before we move on to the breakdown let's talk real quick about last night um about last night i mean i was not expecting that i'll be just straight up honest with you i thought that was going to be no. a nine to three six to two like that's what i was expecting when the browns came down that first drive i was like oh my goodness joe flacco the real deal. Just holy MVP. Just taking some like, while to
3: get started. Like he wasn't playing bad. We talked about this on other shows here on the network uh for a couple weeks now that, you know, he came out, he has been ready to go. He just wasn't getting the W's. And I think it makes Cleveland really dangerous when the playoffs are on the line. Cause that's essentially what it was. The playoffs were on the line and all they needed was that win. And he goes out there and just torches one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. You can put something on the jets and say they weren't ready maybe they overlooked it, whatever but i mean this is cleveland all the way this is flacco stepping up and maybe the second half you know everybody got dialed in and we saw everything get back to maybe the way it should have been but that first half the jets were not ready for joe flacco uh, they, and they got it they got it all they, yeah
0: they definitely and uh, joe flacco you could tell he was fired up ready oh, to yeah. go locked in 309 yards 3 TDs one pick um you know again great outing from him now, Jerome Ford put in some nice work um, as well. And I was going to say, as you were talking about Joe Flacco, imagine if they had a healthy Nick Chubb going on with this team uh-huh. going into this playoffs. Wow. They
3: talked about it during the broadcast. I mean, they,
0: how, they, what sorry. a hit those guys took. We had family over, so I had the volume down, and you know, then then it became let's watch a movie. So I had to put it on another TV. <laughs> I didn't really get to hear anything. Um, All right, so David Najoku, by the way, last night, God, the one thing I did kept seeing was this man flashing in front of the screen. Six receptions, 134 yards. Um, Elijah, more than fortunate um, hit. I didn't talk to Doc about it. Um, but five receptions, mm-hmm. 61 yards and a TD, like I said, the unfortunate, um, hit that happened, um, well, to doc put
3: out a tweet about it and yeah. he, he recognized the posturing that you get with a head injury, with a serious yes. injury. We saw it with Tua last year. Yep. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, uh, just how that goes when, when you look at the Tua injury and how that process went, how the same process might go, um, for Elijah Moore. So heads up play on doc for, uh jumping
0: on that right no, away. Um, on that heads up issue. play. Heads up play. No pun intended. Um no. a Some Moore though. No, no BS aside, uh wish him all the best. Um but I'll, as you mentioned I don't know if we're gonna see him again. Um, through the rest of the season, as you mentioned, uh, with the two injury, I think they're going to take things uh, a little slow. I'm, sh- I'm assuming with him, um, real, real quick on the jet side, uh, really the huge highlight, only real big highlight was Brees hall, um, 84 yards on the ground. And he also got you nine receptions, 42 yards and a TD boy. And guy was
3: 95 and 95 last week ends up as your RB one. And if you watch any of the show uh, over at that evan sports show i mean we run stats and stats and stats and usually people do not repeat as rb1 it's going to be interesting to see if he repeats as rb1 both running backs you got jerome ford at 26 plus points breeze hall at 27 plus points and uh the average right now to make the top 10 for running backs is 18 Point three, so I would highly expect to see these two on the top 10 list, uh, very up close to the top. Um, that is going to be a really crazy weekend,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping it is, quite frankly. Um, let's yeah, talk yeah. about this weekend, let's talk about Saturday night, Lions at the Cowboys. Um, so in this one, a little bit of a different breakdown because we'll be doing a little pick on this one. Um, mm-hmm. this one, of course, in a dome, so no weather affecting us here. Cowboys lead the overall series 18 to 12. They've won five in a row, actually, between them and the Lions. Last time was in 2022. They won 24-6. to Um, Fantasy-wise, the Cowboys are, wait, I got the right, I'm sorry. Lions, they are 27th against fantasy QBs. Um, Cowboys are 13th. Lions are second against running backs. Um, Cowboys are 14th. Receivers, Lions are 27th. The Cowboys are 7th. And 15th against tight ends are the, are the Lions and the Cowboys, surprisingly, I guess the one chink in their armor, they're 28th against fantasy tight ends. So I'll ask you, my friend, give me some guys you like and don't like, and then give me a winner in this one.
3: Yeah, this one really, the story here is going to be the Detroit run versus the Dallas pass. Um, Dallas, the over the last five home games, no team has gone over 108 uh, total team yards, only two touchdowns to running backs over the last five games. And they've played Philadelphia with Swift. They've played Seattle. They've played Washington. They've played the Giants. They've played the Rams, although without was Kyron. So, I mean, these are teams that are known for running back points, putting up some running back scores, and they've held them all at home. We know the road story, but we're at – I mean, the Dallas is at home. Uh, the Lions, however, have allowed the seventh-most fantasy points to wide receivers, third-most to the slot. Ninth most to tight ends. So this just plays right into the Dallas game plan. Um, Pollard, he's fifth in snap chair and, and uh, goal to go touches, but he's 12, minus 12% uh, touchdown rate in the go to goals, which is third worst. And that is the lion's strength is the run. On the other side, St. Brown has got nine plus targets, a hundred plus yards and a touchdown versus uh, a, a uh, touchdown in the last two Dallas's fifth best versus wide receivers third best versus tight ends so the Lions who have not gone for less than 140 yards on the ground in their last four road games they're going to be looking to run and that also plays right into Dallas's wheelhouse because they are so good against the run we know the story how many points Dallas puts up at home I love the Lions I love the storyline I think They're going to be fantastic in the playoffs, but when you play Dallas at home, which is why Dallas needs to win this division, Dallas is damn near unbeatable. I definitely am taking the Cowboys in this one.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Um, Plus a bounce back, you know, from last week, tough loss in Miami. Now you're back at home. Um, I can See them feeling their oats here. Although, like I said, it's not going to be easy. This Detroit team, they've been money all year. I mean, to go into the, um, you know, we know what the chiefs are now, but to go into their house, you know, while they're getting their rings and to beat them game one, I'm sorry. that still says a lot to me as far as this lions team go. However, let's pull up the picks. Let's see what the other guys say. We're all in agreement. Happy new year. A little firework for it. Uh, We all like the Cowboys going into Saturday night. Um, and if I and- could,
3: if I could, a yeah, uh, right. little surprise for you as well. Uh, sure. Let me add this to the stage. I want to do a uh, thing that I'm calling, and this will pop up a couple times in the show, the Crix Fox Fantasy sure, Profile, and we got C.D. Lamb, C.D. the seven home games that they've had. He's had double-digit targets five times, double-digit receptions four times, Over 100 yards, four times, top 11 fantasy wide receivers, five of those games. Fantasy point range, anywhere from 15 to 41. So even if he turns in one of his worst games at home, he's still giving you 15 points. CD Lamb, he's somebody that you're definitely going to want to play. You're going to want to target. You want to pay up for on DFS. Uh, You want to talk about players, CD is a guy that you're going to want to grab this
0: week. Wow. Let me just do this.
3: Unnecessary, <laughs> necessarily but appreciated
0: hey <laughs> my friend wow i am i am impressed color me impressed that was great all right let's go into sunday talk about some of these other matchups we'll go saints at the bucks Oh, and I forgot to mention, by the way, over under on the last game was 52. Um, and they do have the Lions, or excuse me, the Cowboys favored by five and a half. I forgot to mention that, too. All right, let's go to the next one. Saints at the Bucs um, against Fantasy QB. Saints are 10th, running backs 15th, receivers are 8th, and against tight ends are 19th. The Bucks. Got some leakage in the secondary, but not that it really matters. Um, Bucks are 25th against fantasy QBs, 4th against running backs, 29th against receivers, and 26th against tight ends. What do you say, my friends? Guys you like and don't like in this one
3: hey look the saints have lost four of the five last five road games and tampa's on a four game win streak they've won five of the last seven and those two losses were on the road they're three and0 at home in the last three and in the they've only got one loss inside their own division they are eyeing up the title in this division they want this win they've come through in every other one uh kimura hasn't gone over 68 yards since week six he hasn't gone over 100 yards all season has uh broke 12 fantasy points on Only once since week nine. And people are going to say, look, Tampa averages 24 points to the running back position, which is true. Uh, And in the divisional opponents, it's 19 to Bijan. It's 22 to Hubbard in the last games. Kamara had 21 last time they played, but that was because of 13 receptions. Just the way Tampa is playing right now, I have to expect Tampa to really dominate this game. Carr has eight touchdowns over the past three games. So don't sleep on car. Um, Olave and Shahid combined for over 200 yards and a touchdown last week. So Tampa can, uh, excuse me, the saints can play and they're going to show up and they're going to give Tampa a game. But look, Evans is clutch, even though we know the story against new Orleans. So even if we take Evans out, Godwin's got double digit targets over the last three white has just Absolutely turned it on this season. Double, uh, excuse me, a touchdown in each of the last four. He finishes a top ten. Back in three of the last four. Mayfield is over 20 fantasy points in the last three. Nine touchdowns over the last three and zero interceptions. Say that again. 20 fantasy points plus nine touchdowns, zero interceptions over the last three. He's QB seven over his last four. That tells me win-win all day. I'm taking the bucks.
0: Love it. I have a bold prediction for this one. Start Mike Evans. You're going to start him no matter what. But you're going to start Mike Evans this week, and you're going to get a top five receiver. And the reason I say that is I feel like this is that game. They are feeling themselves at the right time. And the Saints secondary is trash. I'm worried about there's no Lattimore. There's not going to be. I think, Mike, I think Mike Evans is going to go the hell off in this game just to prove it to himself that it's not the saints and Baker Mayfield. And they got that nice connection. Mark it up now. Top five receiver this week for Mike Evans. Um, and like you said, Alvin Kamara, I don't expect a lot from him. Um, this could be, could be a little bit of a sneaky shootout. Um, could be some fantasy numbers going on in this game. So make sure you um, check that with that one out. But you know why you won't be watching it? Cause you'll be watching America's team going up to Baltimore. Um, to take on the Ravens. God, I can't fucking wait for this. Um, the Dolphins, they are 17th against fantasy QBs. They're 10th against running backs, 13th against receivers, and 7th against tight ends. The Ravens, numero uno against QBs, 6th against running backs, 9th against receivers, and 5th against tight ends. So, what do you say, guys you like and don't like in this one?
3: Uh, I'm sorry, my friend, because I really do want to pull for you here. The stats... The numbers, the history just don't does not tell a good story. We saw what the Ravens did to Purdy last week. And in fact, only two quarterbacks have gone over 17 points versus the Ravens. So uh if you were looking to play Tua this week, hopefully you've already caught on to that. We were talking about it before the show. Um the two is just not that great. Tua doesn't have over 16 uh fantasy points in the last three he's over 15 fantasy points only once on the road since week one he's never gone over 19 he's qb 24 over his last four uh and baltimore allows the second lowest fantasy points to quarterbacks like you said um they are 10th to wide receivers but even hill has only surpassed 16 fantasy points once on the road um with two single digit uh, single digit outings on the road and now there's no waddle um You know, that could play out either way, but, uh, you know, most art has about just as good as stats. I do like uh, a chain, and I know he doesn't like that, but I, you know, I don't know him personally. So I do like a chain as a sneaky DFS play. He's got nine touchdowns in nine games. Um, Not, one per, but, you know, it's a nice sounding stat, uh, but Baltimore allows the six lowest fantasy points to the running back position. Uh, Miami is six fewest points to running backs, and Edwards hasn't gone over 13 over the last four, uh, but I got to upgrade Lamar in this one. He's going to make that case, maybe even cement that MVP in this one. If Miami can find a way to shut Lamar down, I think they can find a way to win this game. I just don't see it happen in Baltimore. I love you, my friend. I hope I hope for your upset, I really do. Uh, But I got the Ravens in this one.
0: Listen, I've been a Dolphins fan for a long time. It ain't like I'm going into this thing and we got this game, or you know, this is when the at some point the expectations get thrown out. At some point for the Dolphins, there's a side
3: of me that wants the Dolphins to lose so that the and the Bills to win, so we get that last game. Uh, You know, that scripted game of uh, Dolphins Bills at the end of the season for the whole thing. I think that would be fun.
0: Well, and not only will it be fun, but, of course, I will be there. And, uh, you know, I already had a whole conversation about it because I can already see – I I saw Troy Vincent on. I forgot what show it was, but he's talking about 92 or 93 when the Dolphins had home field advantage throughout. Um, the Bills come in. We were double-digit uh, favorites to beat them, and Thurman Thomas went off on us, who, by the way, I later, as I worked at Dan Marino's, met and told him how much I hated him And he did not really appreciate it, and I was totally. I was having fun though. You know what I mean, just joking around about it. Thankfully, his wife Paige, she thought it was funny, so we're all good. Uh, But
3: opportunities when you can.
0: Sneaky name. I have a feeling you may know the answer to this, but what is what was that old show where the little kid would go find Mister Wilson? What was that? Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace. Thank you. I knew you know that. I don't know how I knew you know that, but guess what? Might as well well go. Got as well call that this game because those are two names you're going to get to know. Jeff Wilson Jr. and Cedric Wilson. Get ready. You're going to get to know some Wilsons going up in the next matchup. Uh, <laughs> Mike McDaniel is definitely going to fire them up um, coming up this weekend. So I like them in a little sneaky play, believe it or you not. You can't
3: hold anything back.
0: <laughs> that is, that, you cannot. That's damn right. Um, let's go to a game that seems absolutely boring after talking about that one. The Patriots at the Bills. Um, Patriots, they're ninth against fantasy QBs, 13th against RBs, 18th against receivers. They're Numero uno against tight ends. Bill six against QBs, 18th against running backs, fourth against receivers, and six versus tight ends. So, guys you like and don't like in this one.
3: Yeah, look, New England is a dumpster fire, and yes, okay, New England did beat the Bills. Let's not forget that. New England has beaten the Bills already, but look, that was a different Bills team. This was not the MVP candidate, Allen. Allen is on fire, throwing no less than two touchdowns in every single game since Week 1. He threw three in the loss to New England in Week 7. He's QB1 in the last four games. He's QB1 overall, and I do believe that Belichick will negate Diggs again. Diggs is getting a lot fewer or high target um, shots with the new OC, but I don't think that's going to stop this train at all. Um, Cook has had had 100 all-purpose yards in Week 7 in the loss. we're going to hear about Douglas. Week 7, Douglas secured four of six targets for 54 receiving yards. Uh, Douglas is going to run 66% of his routes approximately against Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson allows a 76.5% catch rate and a 1062 passer rating. Um, so there is a bright side on the fantasy aspect for New England, but that's about it. Downgrade Zeke uh, or Stevenson, whoever... Uh, comes in there. No running backs gone over 100 over the last five games uh, to include four team total. So the entire Chargers team, the entire Dallas team, uh, Kansas City, Philly, New York, these are big running teams. The Chargers, the Cowboys, Kansas City, Philly, the Jets, none of them, none of them have been able to accumulate 100 uh, rushing yards overall. No receiving running back has gotten more than 29 yards over the last four. You're talking about Brees Hall. You're you're talking about Pacheco, you're, uh, you know, uh, Eckler. Um, Buffalo's just on fire. Buffalo's going to win this game. They're going to win it handily. And I'll tell you the sneaky play. The sneaky play is Dawson Knox. As New England gives up the second-most fantasy points to tight ends, uh, and look for Davis and Shakur to kind of compensate, but um, – I like Dawson Knox in this one for a sneaky, nice value play in your DFS side.
0: All right. Well, um, you know, this game's so boring. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's go to <laughs> – <laughs> Next one. Uh, the, the one thing I will talk about was the best, like, reel I saw all week was uh, Bailey Zappi going into the Patriots locker room, <laughs> seeing Bill O'Brien and having this great hug, and, you know, they're excited. They just won. And then he looks over the cross room and there's Bill Belichick. He's fucking over there all stoic. And the camera view is from his side, so you can't really see his face. But he, like, Bailey Zabby, like, basically stops and points at Bill almost like, hey, is it safe to come over? And then gave him like a handshake. It was so awkward. Like, bro, <laughs> that guy is so out of touch right now. Anyway, let's move on. Falcons at the Bears. Um, another great matchup here. But the Falcons against fantasy QBs are 20th against running backs, third receivers, number two, and against tight ends, 23. Bears, they are uh, hot lately as well, Against uh, but against fantasy QBs are 21st, uh, 19th against running backs, 14th against receivers, and 19th. Or excuse me, 29th versus tight ends. What say you guys you like and don't like in this one?
3: And look, Falcons runs a, like they are mastering the man man to man defense, they are shutting people down. Uh, they're allowing fourth fewest fantasy points to the perimeter. Um, they're middle of the pack against the slot, so you can work the middle field a little bit. Atlanta gives up, like you said, the third fewest fantasy points to RBs. So, br- Just dial that down a little bit. Like you said, second to wide receivers, so we can downgrade more. They've allowed 10 or less points in three of the last four to wide receivers. It's ridiculous. Atlanta does give up the 10th most fantasy points to tight ends and Chicago gives up the third most to tight ends. So look for command, look for uh, maybe Pitts to do something. I don't know. Um, but Bijan doesn't have above 15 over the last four games. Uh, London's been single digits in all but three, but if there's a receiver I'm going to like in this game, it's going to be London. He's only popped up a couple times. He's only like gone over 13 fantasy points uh, once, but uh, it, he's going to be the guy if anybody's going to get volume it's going to be him Chicago gives the 12th most points to wide receivers I just don't think it's worth the risk Fields might get you know is going to get something but again is it worth the risk and I think in this game the juice is not worth the squeeze I'm probably going to stay away from it
0: the juice not worth the squeeze I love it spicy Raider chick what is up thank you for uh, checking in Raiders got a little fight in them, boy. I like yeah. what they're doing. Like that defense a lot. Man, appreciate you checking in. Don't forget to check us out on Sunday. I mean, we, well, you can obviously check out the replay. Uh, but we're gonna be giving, <laughs> we'll be giving away uh, prizes for people who have commented all year and liked and subscribed. So make sure you check that out on. Um, Sunday, um, everyone involved, but especially if you commented like spicy raider chick, make sure you check in. I have a, have a prize there waiting on you. So all right, we'll check it out. Let's go to the next matchup. Thank you again. Make sure you go check out the uh spicy perfect timing. Yeah, next exactly.
3: matchup spicy raider you chick. Said, Sorry, Sorry, my
0: steeler friend, but I'm gonna need you to lose to the ravens. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it's, I probably, hear you. it's
3: probably gonna happen.
0: I hear you. Hey, listen, I'm I'm on the opposite end of that though. So I'm I'm really I'm go. I'm pulling for you on that in that point. Oh make sure you check out their YouTube page for life our raider story. Lots of great content on there. Um the clip of uh when she came on here and called that dude out from Vegas and called him oh a, my god that was the funniest oh thing my ever. I mean, I still makes me god. laugh thinking about it so. Can't oh, wait for the summer. Excited. We're going to bring that back. Hopefully, we get them both on. That will be great. Let's talk some Raiders more. Right, well, yeah, let's go. Raiders at Colts, right? So, against fantasy QBs, Raiders are 14th. Running backs, 21st. Receivers are 12th. And against tight ends, are 13th. Um, Colts, 8th against QBs. 30th against running backs. 10th against receivers and 20th against tight ends Now we heard doc mention josh jacobs um to doubtful although samir white when he filled in a couple weeks ago played well um so I, you know it's gonna be a tough one but we'll see what do you think guys you like and don't like
3: no, i love white in this one the colts give up the fourth most points to running backs the colts have given up to f- given 15 points to five running backs in four games in four games five running backs have gotten 15 points that tells you how bad it is i love white in this one i think he's going to be a fantastic play the colts have been stingy to the uh, uh, for their pass defense they allow the eighth fewest uh, fantasy points to wide receivers o'connell hasn't completed a pass since the first quarter in the last game uh, even though they still managed to win it um He ranks QB 34 over his last four. Still, Adams has double-digit targets in four of the last six games. It's just this defense, the way they operate, how well they've done. I I don't know if Adams is going to – he's going to draw targets. He's going to open up the run, I think, for White. And White can catch a ball, too. Las Vegas gives up the 11th most fantasy points to the running back position. Uh, So, you know, I I don't mind – the, the Indianapolis running room there as well. So running backs, yes. Um, I know Pittman is probably going to play, but I don't know if he's, he's healthy. Minshew is, you know, pretty low down the list. I like White um, and Taylor, and that's probably about it in this one. I, winner, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm sorry. Spicy Raider chick. I, I think Las Vegas has the best chance to win, but I like the Colts at home. I'm a, I'm a home kind of biased to the home teams though. Sometimes too.
0: Yeah, no, it makes I me. Mean, it's comfortable. Right. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Should have a good day. I do like Zamir White as well. I mean, it's a really toss up to me, honestly. And like you said, usually we would go to the home team. However, since Spicy Radio Chicks, I got to go. I appreciate that. That's Uh good. Hey, listen, JB, who I want to give one little quick shout out to JB, actually, Spicy, because remember when you guys were arguing, it was all about because he said y'all were going to the Super Bowl. And guess what? It's December 29th. And it ain't no way yet. It's Y'all not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I play. do like that. Both teams are playing for their
3: life in this game. So I think we're going to get a good game here. Yeah, uh, no, that's why.
0: One. Yeah. And the defense is like, you know, I said, sometimes they should. A little suspect at times, too, so you might get a sneaky little shootout in this game, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Uh, good matchup for sure. All right, let's go Rams at Giants um, and a complete opposite of what this that game was um, <laughs> against fancy QBs. Rams actually are 26th. Um, running backs their first. Uh, 23rd against receivers and 30th against tight ends. Giants 16th against QBs, 24th against running backs, 26th against receivers, and eighth versus tight ends. What say you is there a guy you like on the Giants at all? And of course, who do you like on the actually,
3: Rams? yes. Actually, yes. I, LA gives the fifth most points to quarterbacks and tie and tight ends, uh, and their second best to running backs. So you could get some DFS value. With the uh, Giants receiving room, I think, and that'll give you the opportunity to grab some higher uh, higher level players um, and, and still possibly come out with some points. The big points, of course, are going to come from the Rams. The Giants give the eighth most points to running backs at 21.3. They give the fifth most to wide receivers at 31.2. The league average for running backs is 18.3 to make the top 10. It is 21 for wide receivers to make the top 10, so I expect to see Rams running backs and Rams receivers in that top 10. Now, which Rams receiver? Puka's currently questionable. We'll see if he plays, Uh, you know, according to what Doc said. If not, I really like Cooper. Uh, Cooper Cup has had double digit targets and 100 plus yards in two of the last three. Um, If Puka doesn't go, I, I love Cooper in this one. Stafford's QB three over his last four, so Rams... I, I expect Rams players to go big player, big player Rams. But, yeah, you might be able to get a wide receiver snuck in there for the Giants.
0: Yeah, I mean, this this could be – now, again, everyone's all expecting Matt Stafford to have this huge day. Um, we're going to talk about this in our next matchup, kind of the same scenario. Um, you know, It could play out this team gets up early and they just start running the football and look more mm-hmm. for a Kyron Williams-type day. Um, and as we go into this next one, Cardinals at Eagles, um, you know, like I said, could be the same exact setup. <laughs> she Absolutely. said, she said, ha ha, touche, but he's a poser. <laughs> <laughs> JB, where
3: are you at? Come on, you're gonna take I that. <laughs> wait. I
0: can't wait for this summer, I'm gonna be begging for that to happen. Oh, they gotta, All cool. right, uh, Cardinals at Eagles, uh, again, same kind of scenario that we can see Cardinals against fantasy QBs are 29th against running backs. They are dead last. Receivers are 16th. Tight ends are 16th. Eagles, they are dead last against fantasy QBs. Um, Mm -hmm. Fifth against running backs, dead last against receivers, and 22nd against tight ends. So, what say you in a game that might, if Kyler Murray comes to play, might be a fun little shootout? But what do you say, guys you like and don't like? I mean,
3: yeah, you still expect the Eagles to win, but that is the stat, right? The Eagles have allowed the most fantasy points to wide receivers this season, and the most if not second most depending where you look at it to quarterback so murray could have a good day here's the thing they allow the six most to the perimeter but they allow the most fantasy points in football to the slot position philadelphia has yielded a league high 27 touchdowns to the wide receiver position 21 wide receivers have reached 15 fantasy points over 15 games in 15 games 21 guys have gotten 15 plus fantasy points. Let that marinate. So he's gonna get some fantasy value with more is gonna sit in the slot 70% of the time. But on the flip side, Philly's also third best against running backs, whereas Arizona gives the most to running backs. So look for Swift uh to have a nice day, look for Hurts to be able to run. Uh, Arizona's one and four over the last five, giving up a ton of touchdowns. Uh three to Stroud, four to both Purdy and Stafford. Swift hurts, they go big. Uh, again, you grab one of those Giants receivers and grab yourself some Swift and Hurts in your DFS plays and your championship games. You were playing them anyway, but feel good about playing them.
0: Feeling like this is AJ Brown, get right before the playoff game, too. For you some reason, so. I, I got that feet that crawl in the back of my, you know, what I mean, there's just something there that's like, you know. A.J. Brown got to get right. And what a game to do it against this Cardinal team. I mean, it just feels Devonson like.
3: Probably, I mean, has got to eat a little bit too, right? I mean, you Of can't course.
0: Just- I mean, yeah. He's not going to not eat. I just think that there is a stat I heard since Goddard's been back. Um, the amount of targets um, that he's seen regressed um, since Goddard's been back um Devonta Smith I'm talking about so um that could play in a factor too could see a lot of Goddard in this game also yeah that's definitely someone you want
3: to look at for sure yeah we haven't
0: seen a big Goddard game come up this could be that time um all right let's go 49ers at the commanders um in a game that will probably if it was at four I'd be taking a nap um the against QBs 49ers are third against running backs are seventh. against receivers are 15th against tight ends are fourth Commanders, 31st against QBs, 26th against running backs, 31st against receivers, 12th against tight ends. Um, is it, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Howell, I don't know. I don't know if it would matter, but what say you guys you like and don't like?
3: I mean, look, there's not a lot to say about this game. Like you said, Washington's second most fantasy points only beaten by Philly. Second most fantasy points. Uh, to wide receivers, they've given up the most yards, the most touchdowns at 23, the highest yards per target to wide receivers this season. Uh, they've surrendered the most points to the perimeter, the ninth most of the slot. 49ers are going to eat, they, uh, uh, Debo's going to eat, Ayuk's going to eat, CMC, of course, is going to eat. Um, if you, you know, if you're one of these guys that just has to, you know, look, Washington can do something, uh, The slot for Washington, the 49ers are mid-pack versus slot wide receivers. Um, But, you know, I'm not touching that at all. And, you know, since you liked it so much the last time, uh, let's go again with the Chris Fox fantasy profile here. um, And let's bring in your boy. Uh, Nope, that's not who I wanted. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's all right. Let's bring
3: in your boy. Nope, I want to go this way. Come on, we'll get that. CMC, there we go. CMC is there. He's top 10 running back 12 times. Number one fantasy running back overall, as we know. He's plus 20 fantasy points in eight of the last nine games. Uh, One of only 10 running backs to go over 30. He's the only guy to give you plus 42 times this year. This might be his third time to do it. Um, against this Washington team, he's, he's going to have a nice game. I would be surprised if you see these guys play the entire game in this one, uh, being where they are, once they lock this thing down, I think that's going to be it.
0: Those that, that was giving me trenches vibes there for a second. A little bit right <laughs> I will get at it. Get Adam Thielen, pull that back up. I will. Gonna, He'll be ready. He'll be, be ready. At the Jaguars. Here <laughs> we go against fantasy QBs. Uh, Panthers, fifth against fantasy QBs, 29th against running backs, sixth against receivers. They're doing the same thing. I swear. This is the same game plan as the Texans last year. It was the same exact thing. I swear it was like the biggest anomaly. The Texans would always shut down receivers, but it would almost be like because they got up on them and they would just run the football. That Would what you thought, but then when teams would come in, they really would shut them the fuck down for some reason. Yeah, so it yeah. could actually be decent. Um, against tight ends, they're 11th. Jaguars, um, defensively are a mess. 28th against QBs, 25th against receivers, 27th against tight ends. They are 12th against running backs, so they do have a nice um strong front line anyway. Um, without Lawrence and this is gonna be interesting, but give me some uh guys you like and don't like.
3: Uh look, Carolina, fourth fewest fancy points to wide receivers, seventh yeah. fewest of the perimeters, fewest points. <laughs> In all of football to the slot. Only three wide receivers, this is a fun stat, only three wide receivers have reached 19 fantasy points uh, or more against Carolina. That's Evans, Hill, and Jefferson. Those are the three guys that have gotten over 19. Um, without T-Law, you know, Ridley's not looking like a great play. Bethard is number one in completion percentage over the last four for the entire NFL. Uh, but I don't just because he catches them doesn't mean he does anything with them. Carolina's past defense that they've been shutting people down. Uh, however, they also suffer from one of the league's worst run defenses. They give the fifth most 23.4 to running backs. ETN has not gone over 14 fantasy points or had a top 10 finish since week eight. However, in PPR, he is still fantasy running back number five, thanks to his 51 receptions. In PPR, that's going to kill. Carolina has allowed six running backs to eclipse 20 fantasy points. I like ETN this week on the Jacksonville side of the ball. They rank third most to quarterbacks, eighth to running backs, fourth most to wide receivers. So there is room for Carolina to eat. Most importantly, they rank sixth to slot wide receivers. We'll bring that up here in a minute uh, and why that's important. Hubbard has three straight weeks at 12 fantasy points, but could get a couple trips to the end zone in this one to help pad his numbers. That said,
0: what does the Fox say? See, we can set this up. uh,
3: I hate to say Jacksonville is going to lose this game to Carolina, but I called for Carolina to win it last week. They were seconds away from taking it, yeah, milliseconds, milliseconds away from taking it to overtime. Maybe I spoke in the wrong week. I'm taking Carolina this week uh, to rely on that defense and a Jacksonville team missing their starting quarterback. I do think ETN's going to eat, but I think Carolina's going to win this game.
0: Yeah, I don't want to reveal a lot, you know, because we do this on Sunday, the picks, but I'll, I'll just do a quick little, ooh, ooh, I agree with you on this. I do like <laughs> Carolina in this particular matchup, especially without Lawrence, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Their defense is just, just atrocious. And the Carolina has got a good defense. So um, could be the right formula for them to take this W this weekend. All right. Um, let's go Titans at Texans finish up the one o'clocks. Boy, that's a long list. It's going to be exciting. One o'clock. I know the uh, one,
3: you better have, uh, you better have red zone or. Yeah.
0: If you have the YouTube TV, they do have a nice little, They have a few. Um, channels where they have a few of the games plus red zone um so i try to you know put that on and then obviously watch the main game on but all right let's go titans at texans funny thing is the wife thinks that the Cardinals and eagles are going to be on the tv but they're really not because who cares titans at the texans um against q uh fantasy qbs they are 15th the titans against running backs are 17th against receivers are 24th against tight ends are second the Texans, they're 22nd against QBs, 11th versus running back, 17th against receivers, 25th against tight ends. So what say you guys you like and don't like in this one?
3: Like a lot Titans' defense was doing okay there for a while, and then they've kind of fallen off, uh, especially in home. People. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait, what happened to the Adam Thielen thing? I forgot where what happened.
3: I'm waiting for well, this is so okay. Well, that's oh, later.
0: things that's later. Oh, all right. Wait a minute, all right, good, ahead, go it, ahead.
3: It'll all make sense. Uh, right, the Titans right. are dealing with major injury issues in the secondary, and that's why the defense has fallen off so much. Tennessee allows the fifth most fancy points to wide receivers this season, which before a few minutes ago when this show started, uh, might have. You know, not meant too much to you, but now we know that Stroud is coming back. He's going to play. They allow the second most points to the perimeter, the ninth fewest to the slot. So look for those outside guys to be burning up all day with Stroud throwing the ball. I love Nico Collins, who plays 80% on the perimeter. Brown, who's questionable right now, I think he'll play. He's 59% on the uh, perimeter. Second most of the perimeter versus... Those numbers Stroud tossing the ball and he can drop it in there. Let me tell you, I know from experience, Houston gives a ninth most to quarterbacks and sixth most to tight ends. So look for um you know the Titans to try and work their tight end in a little bit. Henry's better than Houston's middle of the pack average versus running backs, but do you want to take the risk? Maybe you have to. Uh hopefully you can go somewhere else. It's Henry, so you don't know what you're gonna get love the houston side of the ball in this one especially i look for stroud and those receivers to have a big day i'm taking texans in this one
0: yeah i miss i miss correctly misspoke and said tank dell as we started and then i was like well wait a minute because you i was like it was no brown hurt i couldn't even think of one because like who knows who's healthy in this one uh, for them but whoever is get ready because cj stroud is ready locked and loaded um, so, again, could, could be a fun matchup uh, there in Texas. All right. Well, we went through some starters um, all through the one o'clock games, but some of you have some questions on your flex spot. Well, that's when we bring our boy Bandy in from the Fourth and Flex podcast. He got your flex starts of the week.
1: Welcome back to Bandy's flex starts of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. (laughs) Woo! It's the Fantasy Championships. Man, you made it. All this work you've done all season has brought you to this point right here, right now. And I've got a few guys that are going to help bring home the gold. Starting off with a guy who's on an offense that doesn't do a lot. But one guy always does something. And that is DeMario Douglas. On the Patriots. Uh, This guy has been doing it ever since coming off an injury. He's really killing it. So make sure you throw DeMario Douglas in your flex spot for these championships, baby. Moving on to the next guy on my list, a rookie kind of coming out of nowhere on a team, just crazy injuries all over the place. I'm talking about Jalen Reed from the Packers. The rookie has come in and done his thing, a bright spot on that offense, Um, even running the ball sometimes. Jalen Reed, man, the Packers have found something in him. And you can find him in your flex spot this week. Moving on to the last guy on my list. A guy that started the season off really hot. Slowed down, cooled down, but I think he's on the way back up. And that is your boy Adam Thielen, the (laughs) receiver on the Panthers. Adam Thielen, man, still proving that he is him. Guys, good luck in your fantasy championships. It's all led up to this point right here, and if you listen to your boy Bandy, I help get you there. Check out the Fourth and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, and thank you for listening to me all season long, baby. Let's get it. Thank you.
0: I've been working out. Bandy, Happy New Year to you and yours, my friend. We appreciate all your hard work all season long. Um, And got to like the new graphics coming out for the Flex Starts. Got to love it. Absolutely. Got to back
3: my boy Bandy up. Now we're ready for the Thielen package. Here we go. Adam (laughs) Thielen coming in to Chris Fox's fantasy profile. Uh, Oh, let's go. Let's go. No, no. no, no, (laughs) There it (laughs) is. It was all queued up and ready to go. Adam Thielen, the veteran, look, he's three times in your top five, but it was way back to the beginning of the season. So everybody kind of fell off Adam Thielen, and rightfully so. He's had no touchdown since week six. But as your boy, Bandy alluded to, he is back on the come up. Six-plus targets since week 13 in every game. Jacksonville ranks fourth most to wide receivers. But here's the stat that makes Thielen relevant. Sixth most to slot receivers We already talked about we think Carolina's going to win. Jacksonville's going to be without... They're going to be relying on ETN, and that means Carolina is going to be able to pass. And with those kind of stats, with that kind of opening, I look for Thielen to get back on track. Bandy knows what the heck he's talking about. Fourth and Flex, check those guys out because they got it locked down. Bandy and Trey, we appreciate you, and thank you for the heads up on that.
0: Much love to our boys at the Fourth and Flex podcast. Happy New Year, fellas. All right, let's get it on. Your boys, Steelers, at the Seahawks against fantasy QBs. Your boys are 11th, 25th against running backs, 22nd against receivers, 14th against tight ends. The Seahawks, 19th against QBs, 28th against running backs, 20th against receivers, 17th against tight ends. So, what do you say, without being biased, guys you like and don't like?
3: Yeah, I really try not to be biased, and uh, it's it's real hard, but I, I don't know. Look, in, a, in the Christmas spirit, Tomlin has decided to name Rudolph as the starter to help guide us through the fog and hopefully get us back to that plus 500 or at least 500 season. But we got to do it against Seattle in Seattle, and that is an uphill battle. Um, the, Pickett's monster week last week was awesome, but it was preceded by 39-yard per game average over the previous eight. Uh, It was nice to get that game in. I don't think it's going to happen against Seattle. Joey Porter Jr. has been a highlight on the defense. He's been exceedingly successful versus wide receiver ones, and he'll be matched up with DK Metcalf, which I think could be a problem because that guy is a beast uh look for lockett and jsn to compensate though metcalf's numbers go down a little bit there's no reason to throw uh at metcalf if you don't have to no reason to throw at porter jr if you don't have to with guys like lockett and jsn you can do that gino has not gone over 17 fantasy points uh He's only gone over 17 fantasy points twice since week four uh, and three times all season long. He's only got two touchdowns over the last five games, so I'm not looking for huge numbers here from Geno. Pittsburgh has done well holding teams down to low fantasy numbers and stuff like that. Who's going to win in Seattle? 12th man. Seattle's season on the line. It's going to be the Steelers, baby. Of course the Steelers are going to win this. We're going to protect that 500 record. We're not going to lose that 18 consecutive season. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to Seattle. Seattle is not playing well right now overall. Their backs are against the wall. And if you'd asked me six weeks ago, I would have said Seattle's going to stand up to the challenge. Right now, you talk about games you might not want to watch because it's going to be messy. If you're not a Pittsburgh fan or a Seattle fan, you might want to tune into something else because it's not going to be pretty
0: well not only is it not going to be pretty um given a little bit away from sunday but it was literally the only game that i found on the weather report that literally said 92 percent chance of rain um 51 degrees so weather gonna play a factor in this as well which when you look at the defenses the uh steelers struggle a little bit against the run um and well so is seattle so you could see little bit of nausea in this one you know It, you know again right into it weather plays a big factor of course so uh we'll see we'll check out it's gonna be a fun one to watch a four um chargers at the broncos and a one that it was like which team doesn't want to win this the most um (laughs) chargers against fantasy qbs are 30th running backs 22nd 30th against receivers 18 versus tight ends Broncos 24th against QBs, 31st against running backs, 11th versus receivers. They're dead last against tight ends. So um what do you say? Guys that you like or don't like like anybody in this? I don't even know what, what to say. Like it's almost an it's embarrassment. Oh, you hit mute on yourself, or did I hit? You're muted. <laughs> you yeah you're yeah you're muted so it says you muted it too
3: there we go are we back? there it is yeah hey, there right. we go i i really didn't mute it that same thing happened last week i mean that was there, pretty right? much
0: what this game was gonna be like that's so, pretty yeah. much
3: that sums it up right there <laughs> what i was saying is you know how you get these games they're like two really crappy teams they're just horrible teams and they end up putting up a really great game you know an entertaining game because both teams suck you get like Points all over the place because both teams suck. This is not that game. This is going to be that crappy. All right, look, I mean, we already know that Herbert's out. Allen is likely not going to play. Palmer's in concussion protocol. He's not going to play as far as the Chargers side. Denver, they pulled Wilson out already. Uh, Sutton's still in concussion protocol. Mims, Mims would have been the play. Uh, but he's questionable. Judy is now questionable. Like So none of the starters are playing on either side of the ball. Uh, if you're just one of those stubborn guys that has to play someone because you're not supposed to, obviously Gerald Everett is the only play in this entire game. Uh, he's got uh, three receptions for, uh, uh, excuse me, five catches, three games in a row, and Denver has given up. 10 TDs, fourth most catches, second most yards to tight ends. If anybody's going to do anything, it's Gerald Everett. I don't even know if he's going to be able to pull anything off. This is one like this is worse than the Pittsburgh Seattle This is worse than that New England Bills game. This is the TSS fantasy worst game of the week, maybe the worst game of the entire year.
0: I mean, we probably yeah, we'll see. Let's let it play out first, but yeah, it definitely seems that way. And definitely, I don't even have confidence in the defenses. Like I wouldn't even start them either. <laughs> Like, there's just nothing. Um, all right, let's go to Bengals at the Chiefs. A little more interesting here against fantasy QBs. Uh, Bengals 23rd, running backs 20th, receivers 28th, and they're 31st against tight ends. Chiefs 7th against QBs, 16th against running backs, 3rd against receivers, and 3rd versus tight ends. What say you guys you like and don't like? Hey, boy. other than Travis Kelsey.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the The Chiefs are fifth fewest fantasy points to the wide receiver position, second fewest to the perimeter over the past eight games, and that's because of Snead. Snead has shut down literally every wide receiver one that's come his way. Adams twice, he shut down Hill, he shut I mean, you name him, he shut them all down. So what's going to be interesting is if Chase comes back. If Chase comes back, Snead will likely be on Chase, and that will open up Higgins a little bit. But if Chase does not come back, then... Sneed is going to shut down Higgins, and I don't know where else you go from there. The Bengals give up the sixth most points to wide receivers over the past eight weeks, fourth-most to the perimeter, and ninth-most to the slot. Uh, so Kansas City should be able to get on track if the receivers can catch a damn ball, but you really got to like Rasheed Rice here. Uh, he's got a 28% target share, which is highest on the— uh, the team, he's got over 90 fantasy points over the last five, which is triple the next guy on the team. The number one option for the Chiefs is going to be Kelsey. Obviously, the Bengals have given up over 15 points per game to fantasy tight ends, which is second most in the league. Uh bright spots for Cincinnati. Browning is QB5 in fantasy points over the last four. He's got 20-plus points in three of the last four. He's QB2 over those last four games. The issue, of course, is it's six touchdowns to five interceptions. Turnovers will destroy you. Mixon's fantasy value has been declining, uh, but he's Going to be the Bengals' best option, which is not great because Kansas City gives the second-lowest points to QBs and wide receivers, third-lowest to tight ends. That means they'll go to the running back. They're 12th against running backs. I don't really see Cincinnati having much of a chance, and that's based on numbers. Numbers don't always tell the whole story. I like the Chiefs at home to get back on track, and with something to prove, definitely chip on their shoulder, and they got something to prove to everybody if uh, we're going to take them seriously in the playoffs coming up.
0: Yeah, for real. Um, I do think it's a definite get-right game for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Definitely set up for him to get right, so I would think Andy Reid would want to do that, especially how frustrated, um, you know, he was, and obviously Patrick Holm's old crybaby ass was as well. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go the Sunday nighter. Um, the Packers at the Vikings. Against fantasy QBs, Packers are 18th, running backs 23rd, 19th against receivers, and 24th against tight ends. Vikings D uh, against fantasy QBs are 12th, 9th against running backs, 21st against receivers. Makes sense. They're blitz happy, right? So, of course, the receivers will get the deep balls. And plus, they have Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. And tight ends, they are nice. So, what say you guys you like and don't like?
3: Uh, look, this is a division game. Is a division with no defense uh, really stepping up to do anything uh, across the board. So. Normally you would look for some, but look, everyone of note for that plays for Minnesota is all questionable or worse except for Justin Jefferson. So I don't really know, you know, who's going to step up, who's going to do what, what's not in question that Hawkinson has done for the entire season. Uh, You could get some sneaky value with his replacement month uh, this week. The, Packers are a mid-pack, 15th most fantasy points to tight end, so uh, you might get something you're not going to get a lot. Minnesota does give the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers, which is definitely Green Bay's strength uh, if they have one. Green Bay, however, has only won two road games since week one, uh, even though the last week was really close they still got the win uh they're two and two in the conference like I said this conference is just all over the place they really battle Love's QB10 over his last four but most importantly Love has eight touchdowns and only one interception he's plus 100 rating over that span so I really like Love in this one I like his receivers to eat it's a matter of picking which receiver is kind of flip the dice roll that you know as a crapshoot to figure out which guy's going to go but it's a must win for both for both teams uh loser is going to be out and so I expect this one to be good. I expect to see a dog fight in this one. I expect Green Bay to come out on top.
0: Whenever I'm trying to make decisions, I always flip the dice, Chris. I mean, hello. Yeah, my that's so good.
3: <laughs> Draft day dice. I use the draft day dice. Hey. Uh, you hey a set,
0: nice. Get yourself a set. Yeah, uh, no, those are actually 100%. really fun. But uh, he's not paying for promo, so we're not gonna <laughs> Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, uh, I had mentioned earlier prior, just because my opponent, um, Does have Ty Chandler. I was a little nervous. Uh, Packers are not good um, against running backs. Um, so I'm a little nervous and still am. But Madison um, coming in eats in a little bit of that. Um, but I think Ty Chandler's like cemented his role looks much better than Madison. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, if, if but again, I don't know these teams. Like you know, start to question: Are do they want to win? Like I don't even know. Like some, you know, it's just crazy at some of these. It's so.
3: almost like this is one of those someone has to win games, right? So right. Somebody's exactly. got to come out on top. I mean, the, the, I feel like the
0: Packers, Packers are wanting it more. That's just I my think, think they opinion.
3: do, but I mean, they barely beat Carolina of all teams, like, right? Right bar- but- One by a field goal. That that definitely you know again milliseconds could have changed that game if we were still on the the. You know, hundreds of a second clock from back in the day, uh, I think Carolina would have got that kick and we would have went to overtime. So, not one hundred
0: percent, absolutely, no one hundred percent. Yeah, so again, a big pivotal matchup there in the NFC North, believe it or not. Well, listen, um, it's Friday, you know, Netflix and chill time coming up, but before we do that, we gotta get in the mood, and it's time for Nikki's Friday Night Fantasy.
4: Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from The Blonde Blitz. And here are my Week 17 Fantasy Loves. What? Happy New Year! This week, I've got a crush on Brandon Cutts. I know he's fallen off the past few weeks, but in three of his last four home games, he's topped 16 fantasy points. And this week, the Dallas Cowboys are going up against the red-hot Detroit Lions. They may be red-hot, but they also struggle against opposing wide receivers. They've given up the second most in rushing yards and fifth most in touchdowns to that position. I think Cook will have a very high upside this week. Five,
1: four, three, two,
4: one. Happy New Year. Seriously, I am infatuated with DeAndre Swift. If you <sighs> played him last week, you certainly had a very merry Christmas. I didn't because he went up against my New York Giants and went for 92 yards and had 15.2 fantasy points. But the Eagles are getting the Arizona Cardinals this week, who have given up the second most rushing yards to running backs this season. You
2: mean you're at another party?
4: Who am I supposed to kiss? Mother? and finally once again my heart belongs in la
2: with oh. the Rams.
4: except they're playing in new york against my new york giants i know i've been on and off with matt stafford but he's been my first fantasy love for as long as i can remember there's no better time to play him than right now since matt stafford and that offense are clicking on all cylinders stafford is averaging 21.8 fantasy points And the Giants' defense has given up 17-plus fantasy points to six opposing quarterbacks this season. Two of those happened in the last two weeks when they gave up over 20 fantasy points. Unfortunately, the Rams tend to blow out the New York Giants. So if you want to start Matt Stafford in your lineup, I think you will have a very happy New Year. That's it for Week 17, everybody. Good luck, and I will see you in 2024.
0: I think we should break up. I'll talk about it. I found that uh, whole montage earlier today. It was so funny. I was like, poor dude. Jeez. Oh, please. Uh, Thank you, Nikki. Uh, Appreciate you. Happy New Year's to you and yours and all your contributions to us this year. We always appreciate you. Um, Everyone else watching out there, we appreciate you for joining us Uh, Make sure you join us on New Year's Eve. Wake up with us on New Year's Eve, 8 a.m. We're going to break down all the matchups. We're going to have some fantasy friends in. We're going to have some people that are going to, excuse me, some people. We're going to have our our other friends help you out, get paid. Of course, Ariel brings some great betting advice on Sunday mornings, and we're going to continue that. This is our final fantasy breakdown of 20. 23. we'll see you next season of course mr fox thank you so much for your contributions this season we appreciate you happy new year to you and yours uh, before we head out let everyone know where they can follow subscribe and get all your great content my friend
3: Well, you can find us all over the Fantasy Sports uh, Network, but the big place to find us and really interact with us and have a great time is right here at That Epping Morning After Show. We do it live every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. with the Adam Hulse NFL writer at Sports Keto. We wrap up the Fantasy Week. We get you all set up for the next one, and we do it all live. Stats, numbers, all the dats, just everything you need to win, and we do it all Tuesdays at 9.30. Thank you, my friend.
0: Absolutely love it. Make sure you go get some of that. Also, don't forget on Sunday we'll be answering fantasy questions. That was the other thing. I didn't have like my little thing in front of me, and I got lost on what <laughs> I was going to say. But the main thing I want to say: make sure you come on on Sunday morning because we're going to get we're going to open that sack up. The Jester sack going to get open. Oh, we're yeah. give away some great prizes on Sunday morning for those have been listening and contributing. We're going to show you our appreciation. And uh, wish you in a new year, and we throw out some great prizes for you guys as well. So make sure you right, check us stuff. out on Sunday morning. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you. Good luck this on Saturday is the only thing we'll have, and we'll t- will see you then. We'll see you um, on New Year's Eve.
3: We happy New Year.
0: All right.